it's been a, like a success story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, because um, I was able to like come out of poverty. What can I do to um, to solve this problem? Um, and then I just came up with this idea to write a book. I saw that you're going to be giving a talk at the American Club. Yes. You're going to be giving that on February the 9th. Yes. And I don't, I, this podcast will be way out before then. So anyone at the American Club, make sure that you go and see him. If you haven't signed up already, sign up to go listen to this talk. It's about bullying. It's the first book, second, you have two or three books now? Uh, so it's, yeah, actually three books, yes. So he has three books out right now. He's going to be talking about that. And it's about bullet, bullying. And that's a very, very strong and important topic that we need to talk about worldwide. And I think you're doing a, a service for so many people. Right. So many families still want to do it. Where were you born? So I was born in uh, Toronto, Canada. I grew up in uh, Toronto. And then um, I decided to move to Japan, I believe, in my 30s. Okay, yeah. but before that, do you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, so I have uh, three sisters. Okay, where, where are you in the, in the ranking? So I'm the oldest. Oh, so you're number one. So you're the trailblazer. Well, uh, yes, I would say I'm. The, yeah, I'm the big brother. Okay. okay. And then now, now you didn't grow up with mom and dad together, though. Kind of more like mom only. Right. So my mom basically raised me. So my father figure would be my grandfather. Okay. And is uh, he still living? No, he passed away. It, such an influence on my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, when he passed away, it really uh, took something took something out of me. I can imagine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's you and you have your two sis, two younger sisters? Three, yeah. Three younger sisters, Three so it's four sisters. of you. Yes. See, when growing up in Canada, what was it like? What kind of sports did you like when you were a little kid in elementary school? My school, we had a lot of sports. We had track and field. Uh, we had basketball. We had a lot of, um, a variety of different things. Like I grew up in um, a low-income area. Okay. Um, and my mom was a single mom at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's the way you kind of uh, stand out of trouble mm-hmm. by playing sports or um, like taking. I did karate, I did judo, I did a variety of different activities to. You do any ice hockey? Ice hockey? No, my grandfather really wanted to get me into ice hockey. Uh-huh. Um, so we did. He didn't get us into that, but he got us into like football, like soccer. Okay. Um, but you say us into football and soccer? Wait, wait. I mean, f- oh, soccer, soccer. So soccer. even girls did soccer? I yeah. guess they did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. 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 So my grandfather used to always take us to. Um, he'd always sign us up for the league every okay. um, every spring, and then we would play soccer, and he'd take us to the games. And so basically, he was my he was my father. Okay. Um, because my father wasn't there, but my grandfather stepped in, and then he was a father to like many of us, right? Wow. So so what yeah. were the kind of things you really look back on as a child? with fondness that you really enjoyed doing? It wasn't easy growing up in Canada as a black Canadian. Okay. Uh, were, there any, were there a lot of the, any other black kids around? Uh, so where we lived in West Hill uh, in Toronto, like the West, West okay. part, um, we were like the first black family that... I've heard something like that too because what happens is like, you think it's mixed, but it isn't really as mixed as you'd think. N- not really, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. and even though it's low income, yeah. Still, you stand out even more because you're a black woman, but it's not a stigma on you. Right. You're, Am I right? Right, right, right. Okay. Right, right. So what was it like? <laughs> Tell me what that's like. It was, I, I mean, the, the thing is, is that um, 
um, the way that I look at my life and mm -hmm. I look at uh, it's been a, like a success story. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, because um, I was able to like come out of poverty uh, to go to school uh, to um, to be a role model for my kids mm -hmm, yeah. um, to um, to not because there's a lot of different things around that area that you can get sucked into. Right. Uh, but even as a black kid, even as a black kid, there's a lot of different things that you could. But mostly it'd be for the white kids there, right? Or either the French kids or what? I'm so, not sure. uh, so, do you mean? I mean, when you say, the, I'm thinking about the negative things. They'd want to have a black kid get involved because? No, not necessarily that. Not, okay, okay. It wasn't really that. Like, um, uh, where my grandparents grew up, their area was predominantly white. Okay. Yeah? Where my mother raised me, that okay. was more like uh, multicultural. Okay. Yeah? All right. So just to be, uh, just to be clear. Okay. And in that area, where my grandparents... Uh, have their house. Um, that's like a really good area in gotcha. Toronto. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But my mom, uh, because she's a single mother, we didn't have so much funds. Um, we grew like I grew up in uh, in poverty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then. Um, but did you think of it like that when you were young? Not really. I had a really good time. Yeah. When did, when did I know this? What I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You only know what you know. What would right. you compare it to? What? If right. You're, if you're happy, and you know you're beloved. Yeah. What do you, you know, what do you, when did you, when did you start thinking? Because I remember in my life when I thought, this isn't equal. Right. When did you, when did you feel that? How old were you? Um, when you start thinking that maybe I'm not doing so well. Yeah, like sometimes. Uh, How old were you, do you think you were when that happened? Probably about like 12. See? Yeah. I was older than that. Okay. I was maybe 15. Right. And I was a competitive gymnast. Right. We went to a white school. Right. Called Chatsworth. I'm from L.A. Right. We went there. That school looked like a college campus. I'd never been to a college campus. Right. But I knew it didn't look like it. Right. Completely different. Right. Two or three gyms. Their main gym was bigger than it. It just, I knew. We were, and the kids were driving their cars on campus. The books they had were brand new. Right. Uh, that's when I felt like something's up here. This right. is not right. Right, 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 right. But right. you were twelve when you started feeling the difference. Yeah, like I, I, I didn't. I, I, I thought. Um, so sometimes, you know, there'd be times when we wouldn't have food or something. Okay. Yeah. All right. Or uh, you know, I wouldn't be able to get like uh, certain clothes. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And basically, uh, my mom, she worked. She worked as a uh, at a daycare. Okay. Um, so she worked and then, um, I was what's called a latchkey kid. Mm -hmm. So you'd have like a key and then your mom would go to work in the morning and then she'd come back late at night and then you would, uh, you know, prepare something and then prepare dinner and then we'd eat together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it wasn't like, I can't say it was a, a sad, you know, That's but we you realized, knew. That's all you knew. yeah, we realized we, you know, we, we didn't have, I didn't have everything, um, that everybody else had, yeah? Um, and sometimes, you know, you went without, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so like, yeah, those things happen. Like, um, but then I, I think of it, um, if it didn't happen, maybe, you know, I would have a different life and I'm okay mm -hmm, now. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So when did you realize that you, were you very academically inclined or were you more sports inclined? I was actually pretty good at the academics, yeah? 
What, 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 what were your subjects that you thought you were pretty good in? Um, so I, I really didn't, uh, so I had a teacher in, in grade five and her, okay. her name was uh, Miss McVean. And she was, she was a tough teacher. And she worked, like basically she worked with inner city kids, like myself. And then she said to my mom, she's like, you know, this guy's gonna go to university. And my mom was like, really? And she's like, yeah, yeah, he, he's gonna do it. And um, she also took us, and this is how I sort of, this is one of the reasons I got interested in Japan. She took us to the Japanese Cultural Center. Fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah, and so all these kids from like inner city going to this Japanese cultural center and learning, you know, it just blew my head off. I was she Japanese? Bit... No, she was a, she was a white lady. Okay. Um, she, you know, was Canadian, you know, and um, her son was into karate. And then she took us to this Japanese cultural center and she taught us like about Japan and she, you know, was teaching us like, like how to make sushi and the different sumo and Wait, I is this like, one day? No, this was like we did projects and she was just teaching us. Well, how long? I mean, how how long of a course was this that you went? This to? was like a this was like um, so she's like okay uh, we're gonna be studying Japan this term. So and it would be a couple, several months. Several months, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and she was teaching us, and the highlight was to go to the cultural center in Toronto and I was just like I was like you know I have never seen anything you know you see um like the sumo wrestling and you're like whoa the shunkansen and you know your 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 mind is like you're like in a different planet right <laughs> so you're you're a fifth, fifth grader and there's no YouTube there's no internet there's you know right, right there's like books right and unless you know like to go into this book and to look and I was just floored. I was like, this is a place I'd like to someday um, go to. You thought that then? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I was like, this is something, I go, there's something special about this place. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just like, you see it, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, that was kind of the, the sort of spark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. So then what'd you do from that time on after you left her class? How did your trajectory start from there? Um, so after I left her class, mm -hmm. then I um, I went to uh, I went to middle school, and that was yeah pretty standard. And then I um, I went to um, I went to a school called I went to a school in in like around my area. Um, it was violent. Okay. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So I um, saw things at that school. Um, that I've never seen before. And don't want to see again. And really don't want to see again. Yeah, I really don't want to see again. <laughs> okay, all right. And it's like, I, I was sitting in math class and the guy pulled out a gun and he's like, uh, yeah, look what I got, right? You, you're holding it like this. It was a shotgun or it something? It was a shotgun, yeah. And he's like, it's all taped up and stuff, you know? A sort of shotgun. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, you know? And then there was like, fights with knives and stuff and I'm, I'm seeing all this stuff and I witnessed like a knife fight and it was like really disturbing I I, I, um, I and I was living with my grandparents at the time and then I um, I went I went home and I told my grandfather I was like um, 
like I, you know, I just saw this like you know knife fight, you know, and then I stopped talking for like two weeks. Literally couldn't. Say I, I couldn't. I couldn't talk. You know, my grandfather's like, you know, my grandfather's like more of like a macho kind of guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, he's like old school guy, right? He's like, why aren't you talking? Yeah, mental trauma from this. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, and then so and like like the, the type of people that I was. But were around, these kids black kids that were doing this mostly? Mostly pretty much, black pretty much. or mixed or whatever. mixed yeah. black Caribbean kids. You know, some like. Um, um, mostly black kids, yeah. Okay. Some white kids right. in the mix. Um, right. but, and then some, like one of my friends would be like, hey, do you want to go steal a car? I'm like, no, <laughs> steal a car. <laughs> this is like, middle school. This is in high school. Oh, in high yeah. school, now yeah. you're talking about yeah. the high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're in high school. Okay, like, so how, what were you doing academically then? I was doing fine, yeah. I was okay. actually doing, like I was getting my grades. What were the, your favorite classes then? Uh, science, I liked science. I liked uh, English, uh, math. I, it was, yeah, like this school. Because I figured out, like, the school, um, or at least the school that I went to, mm-hmm. um, it's like, you know, you, what's in the textbook, that's what's going to be on the test. Gotcha. So you just go in there, you listen to what he says, you write it down, you study that textbook, and then you memorize it, and then you spit that back out. And so I, I, I knew exactly what they were going to ask and how they you know, so I, I knew already, you know, how to study and... And uh, so I, I, I kind of really got good grades, but um, sometimes people would make fun of you. If we're getting like, good grades. If we're getting good grades, right? And it's like, what? when I go home and I don't have good grades, then I have to meet up with my grandfather, <laughs> my grandmother, right? And, you know, this is not, they would not really be pleased, right? I hear you. You know, and you would get a long talk and a very, you know, not a very... So I, I always tried to keep my grades up because I knew that I couldn't bring home bad grades. Mm-hmm. But you would get, like, from your friends, they'd be like, oh, what are you doing that? You're so, you know, this kind of thinking, right? But mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay, well, which is worse, to deal with my grandfather or you guys? So I know it would be worse, yeah. So then after high school, then when did you start thinking, okay, now I really have a shot at university? Um, so I went to high school. At, so I left um, because my mom uh, was like, "This is not going to be your the the path or the people that are around you or this area. You're not going to make it. Like, it, there's too many negative influences, too many negative things, um, and you might be like, you know, that good student that could try, but it's it's hard, right? It's it's like you have." A lot of temptations, right? You want to have the nice shoes. You want to have this. You want to have that. Um, so my mom, she moved me out of of Toronto, sort of like a Fresh Prince thing, yeah. And she moved me two hours up into the countryside. With who? Uh, so she moved with my uh, my uh, stepfather. Oh, so you, oh, so your whole family moved. Yeah, okay, I got you. And then we moved to uh, all white uh, community. Okay. Uh, population one thousand. Yeah, and then they would bus kids in from different areas, but mm-hmm. it was basically like an all-white school. Okay. Um, so I um, I went there because my mom was like, "We got to get you out of like Toronto. This is not like for you." And so I went there, and then um, I was the only black kid, basically, in the school. What grades were these? Eleven. Eleven. Um, it was like eleven and twelve, and then. Um, in Canada, we have um, 
grade 13. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think you have that. No, in they, the they have that in Europe. Oh, okay. In England. In yeah, England, okay. Yes. So I did that there. Right. Um, I finished off with West Hill and I was like, okay, deuces. I want to get out of here. And then when I went to the, the, the all white school, um, um, at first, like it was like uh, one of the like most nervous days of my life. Like this is like a, like like no one looks like you there, right? So I sat down at the guidance counselor. The guidance counselor looked at my report card and he's like, "Oh, um, you actually have good grades." Like he was like surprised, right? Because he's like thinking, "Okay, coming from Toronto, let's see what this guy." He's like, "Oh, you okay? We'll put you in the advanced courses." And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I was doing those already, and I want to continue with that. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to go home and, you know, get prepared for the school day and then come back tomorrow. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about that. We'll start you today. And I'm like, no, no, I'll just come back. They go, no, 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 we're going to have a big assembly. We're going to have a big assembly, right? Um, and the whole, like, he didn't say, like, we're having a big assembly, you'll get to meet the principal and the teachers, and you don't worry about anything, right? <laughs> right? You don't worry about anything, right? So I'm like, no, 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 I'm, I want to come back tomorrow when I'm ready, right? And then he's like, um, he's like, no, 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 we can get you in today. Yeah, we're, we're going to push this one through, right? <laughs> so then he, he's like, he takes me into the auditorium, like this big gym. Right, and then the principal's talking. He's like, "Oh, welcome back to school, everybody." Blah blah blah. blah. He's right. talking, 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 and then the principal looks over. Black guy, black guy, in there, right? Then the whole place gets quiet. Yeah, the whole place gets quiet, and you're what's up, what's up, what's up, black guy, black guys over there, right? Um, and I've never felt like you know having like two thousand eyes on you, right? And then when I was like going to my class, there were people like, like when I walked past people, they would like stop. (laughs) Did you see that? That's a black guy. Oh my God. You know, and so no one would talk to me like for a whole month. Like no one would talk to me. Like no one would talk to me. And then there was um, one guy um, I'm still friends with him to this day. <clears throat> he actually talked to me. And he's like, hey, man, how you doing? You know, um, um, well, there's actually two guys. Uh, one was Lance um, and the other one was Blair. Yeah, I still talk to them to this day. And they actually talked to me. Um, and then I made friends there. Yeah. So it was okay. You know, it was okay. But it wasn't... Uh, it was it was it was interesting because you had to like dispel a lot of stereotypes. Because I had one girl, she's like, "Are you in a gang? Do you have a gun?" I'm like, "No." Have you been shot? Have you killed someone? I'm like, "No, I haven't done it. I, I haven't done none of this stuff, right?" But you had to dispel a lot of the myths, and um, I still talk to many of those people from my high school years to, to now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they've been very supportive of actually my book. What did you think about the workload, though? Did you find it different from the school you came from? Was it easier, harder, the same? Um, so I, I found um, in the countryside, I mean, it was, um, it was easier because there's less distractions. Yeah, there's less, like, you can actually study. 
um, there's less distractions and um, in the inner city sometimes and, and this is just this the pressure on the teacher because the teacher's seeing all the violence the teacher's seeing like you know and they don't always know the kids like in the countryside they know your family right so if you start you know doing something wrong they meet your mother in the in the grocery store your your stepdad and talk to them and say hey you know they're doing this this and this right so it's like a small community so you really there it's it was good it was good for me okay because you you couldn't like um like they would the the teachers were more caring and maybe that's i wouldn't say they weren't like the 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 city teachers weren't caring it's just it was just they had more pressure so i i was very thankful um to those teachers that i had in that school and then i um they've been very supportive actually with my book um, from all these, like, I, like, it, I mean, and these are all white people. These are all, you know, like, I mean, they, 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 they've, um, they see the work that I'm trying to do with bullying and trying to unite people around a cause. When you got, when you were at the school, were you bullied at that high? But you were probably a big kid too. I, people didn't necessarily. Well, I, 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 I had one incident, um, where. When you went to this new school. I had one incident where, um. Um, like they wouldn't, they wouldn't do it directly. Okay. Um, but I, I did have like some incidents where, you know, they'd say that word, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you would say, um, no, that's not the way things, you know, go down. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And you, you'd have to just let them know because otherwise, you know, they would just keep calling you that. Right. So you pretty much put an end to it real quick. Yeah, you had to. You had to, because otherwise, um, you know, they would just keep doing it. Right. Yeah, and and that's a different time. Like, I mean, Mm -hmm. um, I think at that time, there were less, like, resources for teachers, and the attitude was a lot different. Mm -hmm. It's like, like, um, people are like, oh, that's just part of life. You'll get through it. It's, you know... Whereas now, like, we have, like, more emphasis on, like, mental health and there's more, like, awareness mm-hmm. of, like, how this can really affect kids and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All right, so you made it through most of that. Well, you made it through all of it. Obviously, you wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. College is coming along. How did that, when you started thinking about, now I want to go to college? My first, um, um, when I went to school, I, 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 um, I wanted to do like I wanted to do like um, like a history or something, you know, and more like general, right? This is once you finished the thirteenth grade. Yeah, once I finished, like, did you go straight into college from the thirteenth grade? Or yeah, did you take any, no gaps. No gaps. No okay. gaps. So I I I, um, I uh, talked to my grandfather mm-hmm. and I was like, um, I want to study like something more general, and he's like, no. He's like, no, you're not studying anything. You're going to study. Um, he's like, you need to study something where you can do something. Right. He's like, because he, he admires like Booker T. Washington. Mm-hmm. He's like, you know, Dubois, you know, W. Dubois. He's like, all oh, too theoretical. You need to. What did he do? What was your grandfather? My grandfather was actually uh, a scrap metal dealer. Okay. 
and um, was it his place or did he have? It was his company. company. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's another story. Yeah. But he owned his own business. He owned his own business. He started from, like, basically a wheelbarrow. And uh, built it up to how big? He had, like, three trucks. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then he had, like, his sons, like, helping out with the business. How many sons did he have? Uh, so Cecil, uh, Brian. These are uncles. These yeah, are these uncles. are my uncles, Brian and Victor. Um, so Cecil and Brian were working there, and then he had some guys, like, helping out. Okay. Is your, is your grandfather still alive? No, he's passed away, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, what about your uncles? So my uncles are still there, okay. um, and they um, they also kept me in line too. Right. You know, like when my mom or you know, like they they were watching me and they they really helped me. And then ask, how's your mom? She's still doing yeah, that? she's still fine. Okay. Yeah, she's fine. That's good. Um, That's good. Um, so yeah, so I um, my grandfather he said. Um, you have to have like something market, like not marketable. He didn't use that word, but he's like, you have to be able to do something. And he said, uh, don't be, um, don't be disappointed if you don't get a job because of your skin color. That's what he told me. It was tough. Wow. It was rough, but that's what happened to him. He said that to you. Yeah. How old were you when he, when he said that? When he like said 19. Yeah. He said, don't be disappointed if you don't get a job because of your skin color. Yeah. Is he dark skinned too? Yeah. Let me ask you this. So he had your two uncles and your mother, or did he have more than three kids? He had six kids. Six yeah. kids. Six kids. Okay. I, I, yeah. If I, Valerie. Um, All by the same, yeah. same grandmother? Yeah, same. And yeah. how's she, is she still around? You she know? passed away. She passed away yeah. too, okay. Yeah. So she had, these had six kids together. Right. And your mother's number what? My mother's the youngest. The baby? Yeah. And then your uncles, these two, the two older uncles were the two oldest? Yes. Okay, and then yeah. the others were fell in between. Right. Okay. Yeah. Were you close with all of them? Pretty much. We're a very, like, close-knit family. Um, you know, we um, really stuck together. In the Are room. you the first to go to university? I was the first, yes. That's why I had that feeling. Yeah. So that's why he was so hard on you. Yeah. He was tough. Yeah, he was tough. He made sure. Yeah. All right, so go on. So yeah, so he, wasn't, so he wasn't playing around, right? He mm -hmm. told me he's like... Um, He's, and then he allowed me to stay at his place. And then, um, but there was like, there was no, um, you had to come in at a certain time. Okay. You know, and you weren't allowed to like stay out too late. You know, and I was like, I'm 19, yay. He's like, no, 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 no. You're not like. Not come. on my dime. Yeah. And then he would actually, if I didn't come home. Right, at the Which you didn't do many times. Well, not so many times because okay. he would be like waiting at the, he'd be sitting there in his chair and he'd come in and then, you know, you'd be like maybe going to a party or, you know, something, come back and he's sitting there waiting. He's like, I told you, you know, 12, you're supposed to be in at 12 o'clock or, you know, mm -hmm. and you're, you're late, you know, and you're like, whoa, you know, so... Um, I was like a strict, you know, he was a strict man. Like he yeah. was a strict. I call that love. He loved Yeah, he, I mean, love. it wasn't like he oh. wasn't playing around because he knew, yeah, he knew what, um, um, yeah, he just knew what would, what I was going to face. Um, so he, um, he's like, while you're going here, we'll take care of like your, um, your, um, your food, your housing, everything's going to be taken care of. You just need to focus on study. 
yeah she's like you need to focus on studying so i went in there and i just like studied like hard like as hard as i could and uh, then i was a valedictorian oh, yeah i was, I was oh, yeah. yeah i was like the they were like yeah we want you to come and do the speech and you know get the but i really tried my best like i i um because I, 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 there was no like, you know, there's no backup plan. When did you see the tears in your grandfather's eyes? Um, when I, when I got my first job, like he was like, he was shocked. Yeah, when I got my first job, like working in industry, um, and got my first paycheck, and I was like, you know, how old were you when that happened? How old I was like twenty one or yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I like to get a job and. Like, I mean, probably it's easier now, but like what I, what I did back then um, is I went down to the financial district and then um, I put on like a little suit, you know, I bought like a hundred dollar suit, nothing <laughs> special, right? And I had my resumes and I just went door to door, company to company. Yeah. I was like, I have no, like I was sending the resumes. I was like, oh, this is a waste of time. You know, so I had the company directories and then I just went into like companies that I thought, you know, needed like technology people. And then I went in there. Because what did you study? You didn't I, so, st I studied what? like computer information systems. Okay, he got you out of your history. <laughs> yeah, history he was major. Like, said, no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Yeah. So how did you pick what you were going to go into? Did he sit down with you and say, nope, yes, yes. <laughs> well, like I, I, we came up, like my mom was like looking into it and she was like, oh, there's a school called DeVry. Mm -hmm. which teaches you like hands-on skills, which teaches you like how to get a job. And so my grandfather was like, okay, that's a good school for you. You're gonna learn how to fix a computer. Okay, you know, you're gonna need somebody, regardless of your race, <laughs> you have a broken computer, like you need a guy to come in, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? He's like, the other ones, I don't know, because that's like, you know, he's like, but if you can fix a computer, then I know you can, you know, get a job. And so what I did to get the job is that I went like with the suit on and I just went like company to company. And sometimes they would chase me out of the building. <laughs> they would go, I'd go in there and they're like, oh, sir, this is not, you know, I was like, no, I have an appointment. They're like, no, 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 you don't. Please leave. And then I would just keep going after company to company. And then finally I went to one company and uh, they're like, we're not hiring. And I was like, uh, oh, yeah, I, I know that. But I'm, I, I'm, my name is Kenor Braithwood. I'm a recent graduate. I'm ready to work. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not hiring, right? I'm like, well, you know what? Um, I'm really ready to work. I'm really ready to, uh, to make an impact. Here's my resume. And uh, I'm pretty sure that they'll be calling me. Right? And I'm like, you know, I'm just a young guy. And then, um, so then they called me. Like this company, they called me this like wireless company and they called me and then he's like, uh, Kenota Braithwaite. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's me. I was like so excited, you know, first mm -hmm. like call out of all these. And, um, and he's like, yeah, we got your resume here. And then I told him, I was like, um, sir, I was actually, um, actually came down to your company to see it, you know, and to, um, to talk to you in person. And then, um, um, this is, uh, this is what I'm about. And I came down there and, you know, to talk to you, I really want to, I'm really excited. And then he said to me, he's like, uh, Kenota Braithwaite. 
you're the exact man we've been looking for. What'd you do? He's like, I want you to come in, right? Um, because he was like, anyone that goes down there door to door with a resume and sometimes getting chased out of buildings, right? They're like, this is the guy we want. He's alive. Yeah. He's going to try. So I went into the company and then, um, and then I, I started working there. Like they hired me immediately. Yeah. He's like, you're the exact man. I remember his words. You're the exact man we've been looking for. That's what the, the engineering like manager said. He's like, yeah. So you go home and you tell your grandpa. Yeah. He was, he was floored. Yeah. Yeah. He was floored. He was like, he's like, are you sure? <laughs> like he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe it. You know? And I was telling him, yeah, I was in the, like, cause he never was in, he's never been in an office before. He's a scrap metal, you know, blue collar worker, right? He's never been in an office. Maybe he'd be taking out the scraps or, you know, the, he never had that kind of, so he was like, and tell me about the office and what is, what are you guys doing there? And, you know, what's this computer thing? And, oh, you know, like he was just, <laughs> just wanted to hear yeah, he wanted to hear it because he's never experienced it himself. Yeah. So did you feel one moment when he felt so proud of you? Did you feel like Yeah, he was very, like, he wouldn't really say it, but you knew that he was, like, saying, like, when he went to the scrapyard, you know, and he's delivering, like, gar like he's a garbage man. I hear you. Yeah? Like, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with it. No. Um, he fed all his family, you know, he took sent care Sent you through school. Sent me through school, right? <laughs> Off a of garbage man's salary. Yeah? Um, and his own business. But when he went down to the yard, like the garbage yard, he would say, yeah, my grandson is going to this university. He was so proud. So, it's, yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah, he would always say that, you know. He's like, yeah, that's my grandson, you know. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, so he had a good influence yeah, on me. Yeah. How was your grandmother about that? So my grandmother, um, my grandmother was actually, um, she was more on the intellectual side, and she was a writer. Okay. And uh, she wrote um, she wrote books about um, African Canadians. Yeah, and she wrote about her um, her like our um, ancestors. You know, we came from the U.S. and we escaped slavery through the Underground Railroad, and then uh, our family was like one of the first uh, um, African Canadian settlements in Canada before it was Canada. Oh. Yeah, so... So she has that history. Did she, any of these published? Yeah, she published like four books. I, uh, one of her, her most famous one is uh, Some Black Women in Canada. That was the first one? Uh, the first one, I forget the name, but I, okay. I remember the the most, uh, the one that was published, um, I, I forget the, but it was Some Black Women in Canada. Okay. And so she published it, and the reason why she published it because my uncle said, uh, there's no black heroes. Her son? Yeah. She's like, he came home from school and she, he's like, there's no black heroes. And she yeah. said, we're not going to have that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to have that. So then she's like, she started writing books and then she was like the head of like the Black History Society. And I think she was like one of the recognizes like the top 100 important people in Toronto, Canada. What years are this? Uh, this was uh, the top 100. This was like recently. This was like, like she was in the top 100 and Drake, you know, like Drake, right? right. Like Drake was like. But this is after she's passed. 
Uh, this was before she, passed. She, before was, she passed. before she passed. Before she was alive, right? Okay. And like Drake, uh, you know, the rapper, was on the list. And then my grandmother was on the list too. What's your grandmother's name? Uh, Rella Braithwaite. Yeah. Rella? Yeah, Rella Braithwaite. Okay. Yeah. And then okay. she was like, who's this guy Drake? I should be ahead of him, right? <laughs> Like no Drake's, Drake's like super famous, right? Like I'm like, well, you know, but to me you're you know you're better than Drake, obviously, Grandma. But she's like, no, this Drake guy, no, 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 take him off the list. I should be, you know, higher than Drake, right? Yeah, because she didn't know anything. But she's like, who's this Drake guy? Yeah, because Drake was on the list. This little whippersnapper behind the ears. Yeah, yeah. Who's he? Um. So yeah. So she did a lot for like the community. Um, about black history and, and, and like promoting. So inside, yeah. you grew up with a lot of pride and a lot of heritage that you knew you had. Right, yeah, I knew that like I had somebody, like my grandparents, um, they really molded me. Um, yeah, they were strict. I mean, they were strict, but now that I look back at it, I'm thankful that they were. Wow. Yeah. So after your first job, how did that go? How long did you stay with that? Company? So I was there. I was there. Um, I um, actually changed like fields because mm-hmm. it was like at the dot com time, and then they. Oh yeah. They, yeah they, well, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, like the bubble. Dot com. <laughs> yeah, you know that. And then. Um, but and it was then, good while you were there. Yeah, it was good. How long were you there? I was there. I was actually only there for about eight months, and the company went into receivership okay okay. you know and then i was like oh man this is like not a good thing right um so i gotta find another job um and quickly so i found a job um because i i I knew how to like program computers and stuff so i found a job at this like small um um, like management consulting company and basically what they would do is that the owners of the company really smart young guys right but they had connections with like um uh, Royal Bank of Canada and different like insurance companies so they would go to these companies do a pitch and then say okay guys here's the thing this is what they need some you know system and then okay guys go and program this out and so we'd sit there and like program all day and night until it would get done and then I, I worked there yeah how long did you work at that company I was there for like three years yeah three years. yeah just working and um and then I looked in the paper and I saw this thing, teach English in Japan. Okay. And I was like, mm-hmm. Well, didn't you enjoy the job you had? I did, but I, I wanted to, I, there was this thing inside of me, I, I wanted to go to Japan. Was the pay good, do you think, when, during the time? Oh, the pay was like, yeah, it was doing good. this kind of like, uh, you know, programming computers and, you know, working with, was, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when you finish the project, they give you, like, a bonus. Boom, yeah, you know, right. You're like, yay! Right, <laughs> right. Give me another one. And let's get these. You want to get them as fast as possible. Right, right, right. You want to finish them. As, cause so, the consulting, um, basically, what they do is that they take young people and then they work you really hard. Uh, you know, it's a consulting business, yeah? So, they, um, they take the young people and they really squeeze you. And make you work, right? Mm-hmm. So that you can go on and get another job at some other company mm-hmm. where you don't have to work like so many hours. Right. You know? So they know that you're coming out and then they get you to do all the work and then, you know, it's business, right? I saw this Teach English in Japan and I was like, oh, I'll just, uh, 
I really like Japan, so maybe I'll go there for like, you know, uh, six months and I'll just come back and to, you know, I went to Japan and uh, I taught at like a junior high school and then um, I was like, oh, I better go back and get some qualifications to, you know, become a teacher. So I got into like Montessori education. Okay. And then I worked at the Montessori School of Tokyo. Mm-hmm. That's where you are now. Yeah, that's where I am now. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. all this is recent. I mean, I'm catching you just at the beginning of you're still going. Right. I'm still going. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you have your two daughters here. Uh, son and daughter. A son yeah. and daughter. That's yeah. right. Son and daughter. The son's the oldest. Right. Your daughter, Mia, yes. is the youngest. Yes. Okay. She was being bullied at school. Now we get into this part. Right. Yeah. So, um, yes, we lived outside. We left Japan mm-hmm. um, after the earthquake, the 2000. 2011, total. 2011, yeah, 2011, yes. right? right. Uh, so we left, and my son was like three years of age, two, three, and then I we went to Yellowknife, then we went to Prague, and then uh, Vienna, we traveled around a bit, and then uh, my wife and I, we decided to separate, but I was like, okay, I'll come back to Japan to be closer to the kids, and to raise them, and, you know, to be closer to uh, Kay and Mio, mm-hmm. and... I was like, uh, maybe they can go to like uh, the international school that I work at, yeah, in Tokyo, and you know. And she was like, eh, no, <laughs> no, I want them to go to Japanese school. Okay. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know, like because I, <laughs> I was I worked in a Japanese school. I, I knew some of the treatment I've seen, you know, uh, with kids that are slightly different yeah mm-hmm. I was like oh man they might get bullied right I was really really worried about that and I think a lot of parents fear that their child will get bullied mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Um, or they, they have that fear and I had that fear myself um, but for so they she went to school and it was okay for a bit and then um, she came back to school and uh, she said uh, I don't want to go to school anymore. How old was she? Uh, she was, uh, she's nine now, so she was like seven or eight. Yeah. Okay. Like she's like, I don't want to go to school anymore. And this is a child that like really liked going to school. Um, but it's a different school she went to? It's a different school that she'd been to before? Or no, she went to a Japanese school. And but, but, but all of a sudden, wait, there was a first time going to the Japanese school? So she was in the Japanese school. Okay. Um, so she, um, like, we had her going to the Japanese school. She was going there for the, from the first grade. Okay. So which starts in April, you know? Right. So everything was going good. Yeah. Everything was, she was going into, like, the second grade. Everything is really nice. And then... First grade was okay. Second grade she's going into. Yes. So second okay. grade that she was going into, um, she, um, she's like, I don't want to go to school anymore. Okay. And I'm right. like, why? Like, you know, what's going on? And I kept like pressing her, pressing her, pressing her. And she's like, there's some kids making fun of me because of my skin color. Right. You know? And I was like, um, like my first reaction um, was like really angry, you know? You got angry? Yeah, I got angry. So I was like. um, At who? Who were you you angry at? Like I'm like, these kids are like calling my daughter names, you know? Okay. All right. I was like. I'm just going to go down to the school. Okay. And do what? <laughs> like have a chat with him, right? And tell them, the kids? Yeah. And tell okay. them like, you do this and you're going to, you know. And I thought, 
no, that's not the right way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because me going down to Japanese school, start, no, no, that's really going to be a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. So I'm like thinking, okay, Mio, um, why don't you hit them? Just, 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 <laughs> you know? And I was like, she's like, Dad, I don't, I don't want to do that, you know? And there's like three of them. Okay. You know, and they're boys, right? And I was like, okay, so that's off the table. <laughs> we can't do that, right? We can't, uh, we can't do that. So then I thought, um, okay, so these are all negative, like, you know, okay, ways of dealing you. with things, right? Um, um, and then I thought, okay, um, if I do the same thing that they're doing, like respond in like violence or respond in this way, um, I'm not, you know. Were they touching her? Were they pushing her too? And I, I didn't really get into like all the, of that. Yeah, the, all because it's like so painful to talk to her about. I hear you. It, yeah. Um, so I, um, I, I thought, okay, we talked to the principal, and this principal was like a good man, like he dealt with it immediately, which shocked me, because mm-hmm. I thought, oh, it's gonna be like um, brush under the carpet. Mm-hmm. Oh, nothing is wrong, you know, because I hear a lot of those stories. I get a lot of those stories mm-hmm. from parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, no, this is wrong. Um, he called it the parents. He basically um, told them off. Does it stop after that? So it, 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 it stopped. Yeah, it stopped. And then I, um, I decided to go to the school mm-hmm. and deliver a presentation okay. about, um, about bullying. Okay. And then, um, oh, not bullying, but, but why my skin color is black and racism. Okay, okay. Now, did you do this in Japanese or you had a translator? So I, I had a translator, okay. which right. was the parent of the child that was bullying Mio. And she, but she didn't know that was happening? No, she did. She knew before she was told that her son was bullying him? So bullying she, her? So she, the principal talked to her okay. and said, yeah, that's unacceptable. Yeah. And then she, uh, the parent, apologized. Okay. And then I said I was going to go to the school and do this presentation. And the mother of this boy that was bullying, she's like, I'll help you. She was bilingual. Okay. Yeah. It. And she, so she helped me. Right. That's beautiful. It was, it was amazing, you know. So the, the boy could see his own mother there. That's right. And you he knew it wasn't acceptable. Yeah, I knew it wasn't acceptable, right? Because your mother's there and, and then I'm speaking. And, and so, um, so we did the presentation. Mm-hmm. And the boy came up to me and he's like, um, we really liked it. Come back anytime. The little boy said that to you? Yeah. How old was this little boy? Like Same age? Nine. Yes. Yeah, eight or nine, yeah. He goes, yeah. That's good. Yeah, he goes, yeah. That's good. He goes, yeah. We he really made a positive it. impression. See, there you go. Yeah. I was like, yeah, please come back anytime. And I, uh, I was like, okay, you know. So she was good from that time on. She was good good from that time on, right? And then what happened was, is that I, um, I thought to myself, I was like, hey, you know what? This happens, like, this happens too much. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And that feeling that I had wasn't very good. Yeah? I was like, I can't wish this on anyone. Yeah, I, I wouldn't wish that feeling of your, you know, bullying and, and these kind of things on anyone. Um, and then I, 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 I thought to myself, hey, that's uh, a child, right? And uh, um, maybe they don't have uh, a good principle. Maybe they don't have 
a parent or like somebody like me that will go and do these kind of things, right? Um, so what can I do to help the situation? Because I, I don't want to, um, okay, I don't want to just be like, yeah, my daughter's okay and, you know. Everything's okay now. Everything's okay now, right? That's, that's not the, the case, right? It's not okay. So I, um, I thought to myself, okay, what can I do? What can I do to, um, to solve this problem? Um, and then I just came up with this idea to write a book, like a children's book, right? And I thought, um, I was like, oh, no one's going to read this book. But that didn't matter. It didn't matter to me, right? It didn't, I, it didn't matter to me. I, I, it wasn't a, that wasn't the purpose. It wasn't the purpose. It was just to write this book about my daughter's experience and maybe I could like, you know, um, put that in a school and, and give the teacher some tools and some parents to know what exactly to say in that situation mm -hmm. and how to deal with the problem. And, um, and so I, um, I wrote this book. And I read it. Yeah, and you know, I um, I um, I published it, and then um, people started reading it, and they were like, uh, people emailed me, and they're like, telling me like stories about how they were bullied, and mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. how how this meant a lot to them, and how you're uh, doing great work, and uh, and so I was like, okay, uh, I said to my daughter, I said to her, I was like. I'm going to stop bullying in Japan. Yeah, I'm going to stop bullying in Japan. I promise you, I'll do whatever it takes to stop this. And uh, so basically what I... Because uh, I know if somebody reads the book, I think they'll change their heart. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Uh, well, I, I did read the book. I read it the other night. Yeah. Before I knew I was going to be having right. you on the podcast yeah. today. Yeah. I know you get emotional about it, but you should, man. It's yeah. a very touching yeah. subject, and it yeah. can be very emotional Yeah, for a lot of us. Yeah. Your book is very easy to read. Of course, it's for children to be able right. to read. Yeah. And anyone that may not know how to read can still be able to get through it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and the pictures, the illustrations, who did you have illustrate the book for you? So I, I, um, I found an illustrator through Instagram. That was really good. I mean, yeah. illustrations, I think the simplicity of the book helps to get the message come through and you keep it positive. Yeah. I, I, I could see parts, especially towards the end, where you could have changed a couple of things real quick and right. said, nah, I think I'll make it come out really nice. Right. And that yeah. was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really what The name of the book is Meow. Yes. Right? Yes. And then you've written two more since then. Right, yeah. What yeah. Are the name, what's the name of the second book? So the second book is called uh, K, The True Friend. Okay, that's right. Yeah. Different perspective. And a different perspective. And um, I wrote that. Well, there's two reasons why I wrote that. One is that there are students that live outside of Japan. Mm -hmm. And then they return to Japan. Right. And, you know, they have, like, trouble adjusting. Right? So I was like, okay. Um, they might have, like, trouble adjusting. And um, I worked at the Monastery School of Tokyo. Um, and there was a student there, uh, by the name of, uh, William Quinn. Yeah. And, uh, we kept in contact over the years. Yeah. But I always remembered him as a, um, like, I remember this time when, um, another kid was getting bothered in the, the school and then William would always be the guy to stand up for everybody. Oh, yeah. 
Nice. He really stand up. He was from New Zealand, yeah. 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 And his parents um, 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 were they were you know New Zealanders. So he was always this kind of guy that would always stand up for people. So um, I get an email from um, um, I get an email from one of the former. Um, parents that I taught and they're mm. like William passed away no way at 19 at 19 yeah yeah from what what happened car you know? accident oh okay. yeah yeah so it was a car accident yeah in New Zealand in New Zealand okay. yeah and then I uh that must have been hard yeah and this was during like you know we couldn't go to during this it was been this past two years yeah then. past two years right so I um I uh I said to his mother I said uh I said, you know, the story will be based on what my son's experience is, but there's going to be uh, some pages put in there as a dedication to your son. That's beautiful. And I said, uh, because uh, I want to have this book so that whenever I look at this book, I always have a good memory. Um, so that's, that's, that's why I wrote it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Now the third book? So the third book, that's called Meal's Wish. And um, that was based on just our experiences um, living in Japan. Okay. Yeah. So we had some um, experiences, which are not, I mean, I, they're not the most positive, but I tried to um, give parents tools <laughs> so that they can say something positive to their child when these kind of incidents happened. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, for instance, in the book, like some, and this is like this is what happens to to me when I'm with my children. Um, some people call us gaijin. Okay. And I'm like, okay, well, okay, yeah, okay, I get it. I'm from Canada. I'm not Japanese. But my daughter, who has a Japanese passport, who grew up here, mm-hmm. who goes to school here, mm-hmm. who likes Japan, who likes everything about it, is not a gaijin. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She um, she's not a guy gym. Yeah, she's not a foreigner. Mm-hmm. And so I write about that. I also write about um, people that um, like when she's with uh, her grandmother. Some people are like, is she Japanese? Does she speak Japanese? And so I write about those different like topics that a lot of uh, people of mixed or uh, dual heritages. Mm-hmm experience in Japan mm-hmm. and so I um, I wanted to write this book in order to um, have parents or teachers that maybe they have a child that has two heritages to be able to deal with these situations so it's like it's called Meals Wish mm-hmm. growing up biracial in Japan and um, I wrote the book about like some negative experiences and tried to make it into a positive Thank you. Yeah. are you planning on writing more books? I plan on I, I plan on writing um, I think I'll write like maybe two more books mm-hmm. and then I will um, I'll focus more on like uh, going out to schools and making online courses or you know mm-hmm. so that I can spread the, the word uh, more but I, I, I think like um, I'd like somebody else to probably <laughs> you know like I'd like other authors or other people to start creating uh, books and resources for um, about this topic mm-hmm. yeah and I, I'd like uh, 
um, to maybe like inspire other people to, to do this kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or to at least read the book. Yeah. Like to at least like I, I, I often ask, I, I say to people, um, um, I give the ebook for free. Okay, so this money is not an issue. Yeah, read the book and then read this to your child, so that we can stop anti-bullying. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I get um, it really makes me happy when somebody takes the book and then goes to a school and reads it to the kids. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, I can't be everywhere, but if they read the book, then um, then maybe a kid will hear that story and be like, hey, you know what we're doing? This is this is not right. Yeah, so um, so that's what I'm basically trying to do. I'm trying to yeah. like literally like stop this problem, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's like because I, I I think like I look at Japan. I'm like, you know, there's not so many kids coming up, right? Mm-hmm. We don't need the ones coming up to have these mental health issues, you know, because like if it's not fixed, then maybe they might take their life. Right, because they've been bullied. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I worry about these things a lot. Um, and uh, when I wake up in the morning, I really worry uh, about like kids that are being bullied. Mm. So it really, um, it really, uh, it bothers me. You know? I hear you. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm trying to, uh, to, uh, to do my best. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, Kinota, I want to thank you yeah. because I think ending on that note and with the passion that you show with it, yeah. I want to thank you for your time. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. All of you watching this podcast, remember to press like, subscribe, never forget, it's all on loan, continue to reach for the stars, and you're too blessed to be stressed. <laughs>